We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The fact of the matter is there's never been a perfect father, except for our Father in Heaven. And since God is the only perfect father, let's take a few moments here on Father's Day to look at some of the characteristics of that perfect father so that perhaps we can become better fathers or we can help others to become better fathers. Well, just in case you've forgotten, Father's Day is coming up this Sunday, and uh, we want to bring you three messages or three programs from a single message here on Study Verse by Verse to set you on the right path for Father's Day. Welcome to the program. I'm Mike Trout, and our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and we're going back into the vaults to a message that he shared with the congregation in 2010. On a Sunday, of course, Father's Day. I want to share with you a couple of Father's Day stories. The first story is of uh, many years ago, Al, Al Capone virtually owned Chicago. The mobster was notorious for uh, providing the city with bootleg booze and prostitution and murder for hire and so many other uh, illegal, illicit, and destructive uh, services. And for years, the authorities were trying to get Al Capone arrested or indicted, but he had this brilliant attorney who was nicknamed Easy Eddie. Now, Easy Eddie uh, w- was so adept at legal maneuvering that he was able to keep Al Capone out of jail for more than 15 years. And to show his appreciation, Al Capone paid Easy Eddie very, very well. In fact, Easy Eddie's home uh, occupied an entire city block of Chicago with all of the servants and the walls and everything else. And uh, he lived, Eddie lived the high life of the Chicago mob and gave little consideration to the atrocities that were going on all around him. But he did have one soft spot in his heart, and that was for his son. He loved his son. He loved his son so dearly that he did his best to provide everything he could for his son. The son had the finest clothes and cars and education that money could buy. Nothing was withheld. No price was too high. And uh, despite his involvement in organized crime, Easy Eddie even tried to teach his son right from wrong. Uh, He wanted his son to be a better man than he was. And yet, with all of his wealth and with all of his power, with all of his influence, Easy Eddie could not provide his son with two things. Couldn't provide his son with a good name, and he couldn't provide his son with a good example. And Eddie wrestled with that for quite some time, and one day he reached the difficult decision that he would try to do, he would try to rectify the wrongs that he had done, and he would go to the authorities, and he would tell all about Al Scarface Capone's activities and try to clean up his tarnished name and offer his son some semblance of an example of integrity. Now, he recognized that he would have to testify against the mob, and doing so would exact a great price. Nevertheless, he did testify, and Al Capone was sent to federal prison. Within the year, Easy Eddie's life ended in a blaze of gunfire on a lonely Chicago street. 
But in his eyes, he had given his son the greatest gift that he could offer, and that was a good name. Paid for at the greatest price that can be paid, which is his own life. Police removed from his pockets a rosary, a crucifix, a religious medallion, and a poem clipped from a magazine that read, The clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power to tell just when the hands will stop at late or early hour. Now is the only time you live, you own. Live, love, toil with the will, placed no faith in time, for the clock may soon be still. Let me tell you a second Father's Day story. World War II produced many heroes, and one such hero was Lieutenant Commander Butch O'Hare of the United States Navy. Now, he was a fighter pilot that was assigned to the aircraft carrier Lexington in the South Pacific. And one day, his entire squadron was sent on a mission. And after he was airborne, he looked at his fuel gauge and realized that the ground crews had failed to top off his fuel tank. He didn't have enough fuel to complete the mission. His flight leader told him to go back to the carrier. And so he dropped out of formation and headed back to the carrier. And as he was heading back to the carrier, he came across a full squadron of 16 Japanese Zero fighter planes headed straight for the American fleet. Now, every American fighter had been sent on a sortie, and so the fleet was all but defenseless. He couldn't contact his squadron and bring them back in time to save the fleet, nor could he signal the fleet that there was approaching danger. And so Butch laid aside all concerns for his personal safety, and he dove into that formation of enemy fighters outnumbered 16 to 1. He wove in and out of the formation. He fired at as many planes as he could until his his ammunition was exhausted. And when he had nothing more to shoot at the planes, he used his plane as a battering ram, trying to knock the enemy planes out of the sky. Finally, the badly shaken Japanese squadron headed off in another direction, away from the location of the American fleet. And Butch O'Hare was able to take his tattered fighter and limp back to the aircraft carrier Lexington. The film from the gun camera mounted on his plane told the tale that, in fact, he had shot down five enemy aircraft that day. This took place on February 20th, 1942. And for that action, Butch became the United States Navy's first ace of World War II and the first naval aviator to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. Now, he could have stayed stateside, but he chose to continue his duty and return to his fighter squadron. And a year later, Butch, now a full squadron commander, was killed in aerial combat at the age of 29. He had more than 70 combat missions and more than 12 enemy aircraft shot down and had also added a Navy Cross and two Purple Hearts to his Medal of Honor. Now, his hometown would not allow the memory of this World War II hero to fade. And so they named the airport O'Hare Airport in Chicago in tribute to the courage of Butch O'Hare. His memorial, displaying a statue and his Medal of Honor, is located between Terminals 1 and 2 if you have an opportunity sometime to visit. Now, some of you might be asking, okay, how does the second story relate to Father's Day? You didn't mention anything about Butch being a father. Well, I don't know if Butch was married or I don't know if Butch was a father. But I do know that Butch O'Hare was Easy Eddie's son. The transformed life of a criminal attorney 
who spent most of his life doing wrong, influenced his son to become a national hero. Our children, no matter what age they may be, whether they be babies or toddlers or in their 20s, 30s, or 40s, no matter their age, are always watching us. And they see more than we may think. And dads are very, very, very important. Um, There was a study done a little while back on teenagers who came from Christian families and became of age where they could make the decision whether they were going to continue attending church for themselves or not. And they found that when mom and dad were in church that 72% of Christian teenagers or teenagers raised in Christian homes decided to remain in church. If mom was inconsistent in her attendance to church, then that percentage dropped from 72% to 55%. If dad was inconsistent in his attendance to church, the percentage dropped from 72% to 15%. Dads are very important for setting an example. And you have more influence than you might think, especially in an era when fatherhood is caricatured by Homer Simpson and the like. Dad, you're very important. The fatherless are 4.3 times more likely to smoke. They're two to three times more likely to have behavioral problems, more likely to drop out of school, less likely to attend college, have a higher absenteeism at school as well as work, are 1.7 times more likely to get into the legal system and twice as likely of getting pregnant, five times as much if the girl is white from an advantaged family. Dads, you are very, very important. And dad, it's very important that you protect the virtue of your daughter. My uh, family sat down for dinner together on Friday, and in the course of conversation, my daughter asked me how many examples of good fathers I could think of from Scripture, and I went through the usual cast of characters, and I have to confess there were very few standouts. I thought of Adam, the very first father, but his fathering skills were so poor and his family thus so dysfunctional that one son named Cain killed his brother named Abel. I thought of Abraham, father of the faith, but his fathering skills were so poor that instead of dealing with the growing tension between Ishmael and Isaac, he kicked Ishmael out of the house as a teenager. And Today, we still deal with the results of that decision because the Arabs are the descendants of Ishmael and the Israelites are the descendants of the other son, and that's what's the background of the contention that we have in the Middle East even today. Isaac was such a poor father that Jacob stole his brother Esau's birthright. Esau went to kill him, and Jacob had to flee for another country for a period of time. And Jacob was such a poor father that the ten older brothers who hated Joseph decided to sell him into slavery to get rid of him. And David, the king, was such a poor father that one of his sons raped a sister. Another son killed the rapist. And it was a highly dysfunctional family. His son Solomon, who was supposedly the wisest man who ever lived, was such a poor father that when he died, two sons split the kingdom. And these are some of the greatest heroes that we find in Holy Scripture. Now, Father's Day can be a very difficult time for men because as men we're reminded of the mistakes that we have made as fathers and we wish that we could go back and remedy some of those mistakes, but we can't go back. It can be a time of a great depression. So I just want you men to be encouraged with this. If God can use fathers like that, 
and make them superheroes. He can use us, men. He can use you. The fact of the matter is there's never been a perfect father except for our Father in heaven. He's the only perfect father. And since God is the only perfect father, let's take a few moments here on Father's Day to look at some of the characteristics of that perfect father so that perhaps we can become better fathers or we can help others to become better fathers. Well, there's the setup for where we will uh, start tomorrow on this broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. We're looking at fathers as we approach Father's Day on this Sunday. And if you're looking for a church um, where you will hear a Father's Day message, uh, let me suggest you consider Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Details about the church are on their website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Services are on Saturday evening and throughout the day on Sunday, including Sunday evening. Again, the website is highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse, and we'll be back tomorrow and Friday with the balance of this message. I hope you can join us. Encourage your friends to uh, tune into the program as well. We'll be back at this same time tomorrow when uh, Pastor Layton will once again open the Word of God and we will study verse by verse.